The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I'm really happy to be here with you today. I came out with a new episode last week, but it's actually been a couple weeks since I recorded an introduction for you. I sometimes batch content. And so for me, it feels like a long time since I've spent live quality time with you. And I'm really happy to be here because you know, by the grace of God, I had this inkling that I needed to record a couple of the intros prior to going to Pennsylvania to visit family. And what ended up happening is within that time frame when we came home, we realized that we actually had to say goodbye to our sweet dog, Huey, who was 12 years old, who has been a member of our family for, we adopted him when he was one. So he's been in our family for quite some time. And that took a toll on me emotionally. It took a toll on us as a family, just, you know, um, there were just a lot of moving pieces with everything. And, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, hopefully you've, you know, seen kind of what, what's been going on, but I, I'm not starting this to say, you know, um, woes me by any means. I actually wanted to really connect with you about something that you continue to reach out to me about. The very first podcast episode was how to follow the signs from the universe and stay connected with loved ones. And I went through three steps to follow the signs. And I also had Wayne Dyer's daughter, Sage and Serena on here. And that episode was very much about that. And I still continue to get messages from you every single week about how you are starting to feel more connected to the universe You are starting to feel more connected to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have passed. And I even have people asking me still, how do you do this? How do you know it's really them? And if you don't mind, before I get into this amazing interview that I had today with Kate McKinnon, I would really love to share with you just how I learned the sign for our dog, Huey, who's only been gone for a week. Um, But I started getting signs immediately from him and I have a little story to share and it's very, it's just, it's so beautiful how, you know, Wayne Dyer would always say we are not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a humanist experience. And when someone you love, whether it be a parent or grandparent or a dog or a cat 
anytime someone special leaves your life, I think it really puts things into perspective and it really makes you start to think, okay, I can still feel their presence. I know their spirit is here. Their body's not here, but I know they're still with us. And the universe will show you and they will show you signs if you're open to it. So I'm excited to share you with you that before I do, I do want to say today's episode is called feng shui with Kate McKinnon truly because she is, oh my gosh, you're going to love Kate. I met her because I've worked with the Astro twins, astrologers of Elle magazines for a few years. And Kate McKinnon partnered with Ophi from the Astro twins to create the home reset, which is a digital self-paced course. This is what I love about Kate. Her and I have become fast friends. She gave Gabby Bernstein a feng shui consultation in her New York city apartment. And I don't mean to say before she was the Gabby Bernstein, she is today because she's always been amazing, but you know, before super soul Sunday and Oprah, Kate had worked with, with Gabby. And if you follow me, you know how much I love Gabby. And so she talks a little bit about that story. And I just think it's a really cool, uh, just a cool story to hear what it was like to work with her. And also Kate, I'm going to read to you um, her bio before we cut to the interview, because she's so impressive. Um, She worked at Chase Morgan Stanley as the vice president for many years. She was in corporate America, but you know, I know you're listening to me because you are a light worker in disguise. Light workers, healers are in every profession and we need your light. So this is really I hope going to inspire you no matter where you are in your spiritual journey. I hope this inspires you to shine your light brighter. And I also hope this gives you, this is a great episode to listen to. If you have been feeling impatient with the universe and feeling like, okay, time's ticking here. I need this to happen. Like yesterday, I get it. We all want things to happen on our own timeline, but life doesn't end at 40 and it doesn't end at 50 and it doesn't end at 60 and so on and so forth. You are going to continue to grow and expand and fulfill your dreams till your very last breath. So please know like this, you are going to be amazed at all the things that Kate has accomplished and how she has literally reinvented herself in a very visible way to inspire others and empower others just like you to live your dreams and live an abundant and prosperous life that you totally deserve. So you're just going to love listening to her. So let me try to make this story about Huey quick, but I just really wanted to kind of share my journey with how I learned his sign, just in case it's something that you're curious about if you've ever lost a pet or a loved one. So we knew we had to put Huey down and it was Saturday night and I could not sleep. He was still around, could not sleep, tossing and turning. By the time I looked at my phone, it was 3 a.m., which I couldn't believe because it felt like I was tossing and turning for a little while, but I didn't realize it was like hours that I was just laying there and crying intermittently because I was just so sad. And I heard a voice in my head and I've been listening a lot. Actually, Gabby Bernstein does have a podcast called Dear Gabby. And she had a medium on there recently who talked about how we're all intuitive and we all have the ability to hear spirit. It's just kind of learning how to tune into it. And it's something that I've learned 
comes to you in your own voice. And I've learned to listen to it. I know when it's, I know when spirit is calling me to do something. And I heard it very clearly. Go downstairs and check your email with Huey. I was like, all right, well, I'm not sleeping. So I might as well. He is still here. Let's go ahead and let's, you know, I'll go check my email. So I was sitting down with Huey in the living room, checking my email. And of course, what ends up happening is I end up going to Instagram and the very first post that's on my feed when I get to Instagram is a picture of a blue dragonfly and the message I'm trying to look for it because after a couple of days, I um, sent it to my husband. The message says, Having flown the earth for 300 million years, dragonflies symbolize our ability to overcome times of hardship. They can remind us to take time to reconnect with our own strength, courage, and happiness. And I looked at Huey, who was snoring like a baby. And I said, yep, thanks, buddy. You just let me know what your sign is. And it's very similar to when my grandmother was in the hospital essentially on her deathbed. And I was out in the hallway talking to my aunt and I said, you know, I'm so sad she's leaving, but I believe that she can give us signs and her kitchen growing up. She always had strawberries all over the kitchen as decoration. And I said, I know she's going to come to me as strawberries and she comes to me as strawberries. She showed me so many strawberries after she passed over and also blue butterflies. But that's just one of those things. It's like, I believe that before we leave our body, our spirit knows, and we can share with loved ones. These were not things, obviously Huey didn't talk to me, but I knew that that was going to be his sign because I don't ever see dragonflies. I don't have dragonflies aren't a sign for anyone else or anything else. I've never asked to see a dragonfly from the universe. So it was just like this really unique, special thing. I'm like, that's it. It's going to be a dragonfly. So Moving on, I have a couple other stories because I was torn and completely devastated by this. And I kept actually praying to my grandmother, who I believe is now one of my guides and guardian angels. And I just said, you know, please help me through this. Help me through this. This is so hard. And I was um, unloading groceries. Huey was still here. It was, you know, maybe Sunday, I think. Uh, Might have been Sunday. I'm thinking so. And, uh, all of a sudden I looked in the grocery bag and there was this green and pink ball, a tennis ball that I had bought for Huey for Christmas, but I couldn't find it. So it was so weird. Cause I thought, Oh, you know, maybe I didn't actually buy the tennis ball. I had like, you know, thought maybe I thought I bought it, but I didn't. And of course what ended up happening is I guess it was rolling around in my trunk, but it literally just appeared in one of my grocery bags. So I walked into the house and Abby was upset. I thought my husband told Abby what was going on. Apparently that wasn't the case. She was crying over something else. But I said, here, Abby, I found a tennis ball. I bought Huey for Christmas. Go ahead and can you give it to him? And Huey just loved this tennis ball. He was chewing it up. It must've been pretty cheap because he like totally like ripped it apart too. And, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because of course, I mean, the days leading up to saying goodbye to Huey were just awful because you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is the last time he's going to do X, Y, and Z and all these things. But I was grateful that that tennis ball made it to him. So 
we said goodbye to Huey on Monday. Now, all of this is going to come full circle. All the things that I've just shared with you Monday night, I went to the grocery store to pick up a few items and I decided to get my husband a sympathy card because, you know, Andy was the best dog owner to Huey. He would walk him twice a day for an hour walk each way. Um, of course, when he was younger, he, he would take him to the dog park. And then as he got older, the walks were a little bit shorter and it was very difficult for my husband to see Huey, you know, deteriorate with age, but he just took such good care of him. So absolutely. I wanted to get him a, a card and of course, what do I find, but a sympathy card with a blue dragonfly on it. And I was like, thank you, Huey. This is perfect. That was one of the first signs that I knew he was going to be okay. And that he was still with us just in a different way. Um, on the way driving to take him, we saw like a red cardinal. So it's like, I know spirit was around supporting us and this is a natural part of life. Right. But when we are still here on, on earth as humans and we lose somebody, you know, we can certainly stay connected with the, connected with them spiritually. It's just, it's a hard transition at first because it's different and it's not the same. So of course you're going to go through the motions of grief. So I just kept saying, Huey, please just keep showing me signs. I just, as many signs as you can, that's all I want to see because I miss you so much is what I was thinking. So on Wednesday, I went into a classroom because that's part of my role in my school district. So I go into classrooms and I observe I was sitting in a circle with a group of students and teachers, and we were doing a morning meeting. And I look over and these two little boys are playing with the exact pink and green tennis ball that I had given Huey at, over the weekend. And I was just like, oh my God, like for me, I was like, that's it. Like Huey, thank you. Like, I know that's your sign. Like you're here. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> I had also felt called for some reason. I was so devastated. I just have to say, and I don't know, it's obviously you can kind of tell my voice. It's like, as I talk about it, it's, you know, we're still, we just cleaned up his dog bowl yesterday and I'm sorry, guys, I'm not trying to make you sad. I really am not. It just, you know, I think this is important. We have to talk about it because mourning and grieving is such a natural part of life. And on the other side of that, or even through that process, you can immediately connect with your loved one. So I had ordered, Gabby Bernstein has three card decks. I have super attractor card deck. That was my first one I bought from her. Love it because of course I love the book. If you've been listening to me, you know, that's like, if I could recommend any manifesting book, get super attractor and get the guided meditations for $11 and 11 cents. I am not affiliated with Gabby. I just love her work. And within a week of reading super attractor, I was handing Allison Victoria from HGTV, my business card. So get the book. Then I have her, um, spirit junkie card deck because, um, Gabby actually sent me a voice text in 2019, asking me for a testimonial for her manifesting challenge. And I was like, of course, Gabby, I will, if you're going to slide into my DMS, I am going to give you a video testimonial. And then she had her team send me the spirit junkie card deck for, as a gift for doing that, which was such a gorgeous energetic exchange. And I keep 
that card deck here in my home office. I keep the super attractor card deck at my office at work in the cubicle. And the only card deck I don't have of hers is called the universe has your back, which is probably one of her very first card decks. Cause it was one of her first books for whatever reason, I felt like getting the card deck for myself. I'm like, treat yourself. You just lost your, one of your best friends, your very first dog that you've ever had this whole full life experience with. Right. So on Saturday, I had a windy city experience. It was um, this gorgeous event, which I will talk about in the next episode because, oh my gosh, the people who showed up for this are just my soul sisters, my friends. They are just incredible. And I'm so excited for what's to come for them. But right before the event, I'm like, I'm going to pull a card from my new universe has your back card deck. And I had never worked with these cards before. So I didn't know what to expect. And I end up pulling this card of a dragonfly. And the message was, I always trust the direction of the universe and know I am being guided. How gorgeous is that? Right? So Huey just kept showing up. One of the participants for the Windy City experience gave me a very special gift of this gorgeous dragonfly. It's this like framed artwork that she got at a boutique shop in Bucktown, Chicago, where the event was located. And, you know, I was somewhat out of tears at that point because it was such an emotional week. (laughs) I had, I even got to go see John Mayer. Like it was just like so many emotions happened, but, um, for the most part, all I can say is that um, thank you for the well wishes because I know that you've reached out to me and I know there's a lot of dog moms and dads out there who have lost, uh, who you've, you've already experienced this. So I don't think it's too late. If you've never asked your you know, spirit animals, your long lost doggy friends or cats or whatever you have had lost in the past. If you haven't asked them for a sign, it's not too late to reconnect with them. And it's not too late to reconnect with any of your loved ones who you've lost either. So I hope that you, um, I hope that you enjoyed this little segment and I don't think we get tired of talking about the signs. I don't think these stories ever get old. If you haven't listened to the episode with Wayne Dyer's daughters, it's called What is the Knowing with Sage and Serena Dyer. It was a really great episode. And they just have like these really incredible stories that were similar to like the the ball story I just shared. Like, oh, I bought this ball in December for Huey for Christmas and it showed up three days before we had to say our final goodbye. It's like, what are the chances? And so sometimes these magical moments happen and of course they're bittersweet, but they are just evidence that there is a power that is invisible and that is far greater than us taking care of us every step of the way. And that's what I, I believe that every day should have a little magic. You should see a couple one, one, ones or eight, eight, eights every day. You should be getting a sign. You should see something that resonates. That makes you feel like, uh-huh, that makes sense. I'm being guided. I'm being taken care of because you are, you are being taken care of every single day by the universe. So let's transition 
you're going to love this episode. It's very upbeat. It's wonderful. And it's really insightful because Kate McKinnon comes from the lens of being a professional in corporate America, but also a light worker in disguise. She doesn't call herself that. I called her that. I call her a light worker in disguise because she's been practicing feng shui for many years and she's just recently transitioned to full time. So Kate doesn't know this, but she sent me an official bio. And then the other day she posted on Instagram, her Instagram handle is feng shui Kate. She posted something. I was like, I'm reading this to introduce her because it's such an empowering caption. And it totally describes exactly why Kate is an incredible woman to follow and to listen to right now. She says, in April, 2021, I received an email from Forbes 50 over 50. We are thrilled to tell you that you have been nominated for the inaugural Forbes Know Your Value 50 over 50 list. And a group of Forbes editors has determined that we'd like to learn a bit more about you. In the application, they went on to say, the 50 over 50 seeks to highlight significant achievements after 50. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment after you turned 50? Please include details such as your aha moment and what fueled you to go for it. To which I replied, listen to this. I'm 65 and fully visible. At 49, I was afraid of turning 50 and becoming invisible. My aha moment and greatest achievement came writing and delivering a talk to give voice to my experience on how society deems women invisible after a certain age. And this is something we can change now and forever. So our younger sisters never feel this light go out. This is a TED talk friends. So listen up. So listen to what she's done after turning 50. And this is where it comes full circle with her being the feng shui practitioner and expert that we're about to, to listen to. She says at 49, I ran my first of six triathlons at 54. I learned to surf at 58. I married the love of my life and At 65, I gave my first TED Talk. I became vice president of J.P. Morgan Chase at 50 before retiring at 62 to start everyday feng shui. Featured in interviews, hosting courses and talks, and working with clients globally, this fulfills my mission of using feng shui and my experience to inspire all women to own their power and greatness and live a life of beauty, grace, dignity, and impact at any age. I am honored to introduce to you Kate McKinnon, and I hope you'll stick around for the whole interview because towards the end, she gives some really quality tips to help you feng shui your home office or your workspace for greater prosperity clarity and confidence in your career. And even if you're looking to pivot and switch careers, this is really actually important to help get you grounded where you are so that it can help you to go to the next level. So enjoy this conversation with Kate McKinnon. 
Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Good, Christina. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I love spending time with you. Um, Just so the listeners know, we are both air signs in astrology Mm -hmm. and we're both in feng shui. We both are the wood, no, we're, yeah, wood element, right? And we're both human design projectors. So we have a lot in common. A lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot. And yet we don't have a lot in common because we do like you have different expertise when it comes to feng shui. And one thing I like to share with everybody is when I first heard you, it was on Hay House Radio, actually. Um, You were on Gabby Bernstein's podcast. And one of the lines that you were talking about, you were sharing about the bedroom and how to function your bedroom. And like on Hay House Radio, they just kept playing a clip from that interview and it was you. And then down the road, I ended up meeting you, which was kind of cool. So anyway, how about you introduce yourself to everybody? How did you get on Hay House Radio and, and you know, get on Gabby Bernstein's podcast? Oh, oh my goodness. I know that when you said that, I was like, wow, that's amazing. I know you told me that, but yeah. So, um, so uh, just to tell you a little bit about that, I've been doing, you know, I've been doing feng shui. Um, I don't need to go into my entire bio, but I've been doing feng shui since 2000, 2000. I always want to say 2020, since 2000. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where I was in a corporate job. I was looking for something different. I was very successful in what I was doing. I had been a big corporate job and then I had my own company and I was feeling like I was missing something like, you know, I'm an artist and, and sort of spiritually and artistically something was missing for me. And um, I work with a coach. I would say that I've worked with a coach almost my entire life. I mean, I just think coaches are so important to help us when we grow and develop. And so I was working with a coach and she asked me, now this is out of the artist way, which is one of the tools I was going to talk about at some point, but the question was, what did you think about at seven when you went to sleep at night? And I said, rearranging people's homes and buying furniture for my best friend's dollhouse. And my coach said, have you ever heard of feng shui? And I had not. So that was 1999, right before the new millennium. I was going a huge business trip to Hong Kong. And she said, well, I think they have bus tours and maybe bus tours on feng shui in Hong Kong. So she said, you might want to check that out while you're there. So I did. And I, I always say I saw the home of, of Hong Kong through the eyes of feng shui. I mean, I get chills every time I tell you the story. It's like, I just got it and I came back. And, and so that was, that was however many years ago, it was over, over 20 years ago, there weren't as many schools. And so I was looking to see where could I study, where could I get set up, set, uh, certified. And I found the school with Professor Lin Yun, uh, you know, Grandmaster Professor Lin Yun signed up, studied, got certified and started in 2001. So I had my corporate job. And I did feng, I've done feng shui since then. But it wasn't until uh, four years ago, I, I did it simultaneously at my big job. And I did the feng shui. I retired from my corporate job, and I decided to become a full full-time feng shui practitioner. So I've been doing it a long time. And now like the past four or five years since I've known you like full on. So, yeah. And so Gabby Bernstein in the midst of that, at one point, um, we were going to talk a little bit about this. uh, I'm kind of jumping in a little bit, but, you know, I met uh, actually Gabby, 
I knew the Astro Twins, we're gonna talk a little bit about our relationship with the Astro Twins, but the Astro Twins, um, I knew Ophi and, uh, and I knew both Ophi and uh, Tali um, since like 2005. And we just, we knew we were really in the same circle. We, you know, we met people, met each other through the same circle and we knew each other. So I knew them growing as, you know, uh, astrologers in their business. And, uh, and then I did some work for Ophi in 2012. She did some feng shui for her and she was raving about it. And so she was friends with Gabby Bernstein. So she said, I'll introduce you to Gabby Bernstein. And that's actually how I met her. And then I did a consultation with her, which is, was amazing. You know, it was amazing. I could, I can go on about that, but it was really like an amazing experience. And it was at the point in her career where she, um, she was living with her boyfriend, wanted to get married. And her career was like, you know, sort of getting ready to like, just go sky high. And in the work we did, uh, he didn't really want me to touch anything. So when I worked with her, we didn't really move things, but we, we reused the space they had. And then I finally moved this one thing that was blocking the energy in their doorway. And I said, you should put it in your bedroom because it was really like this big flower plant. And I said, you should put two flowers in it. Right. First, I said red flowers. And anyways, that whole conversation with them, they decided the color they were going to put in there. And then shortly after that, they got engaged and married and now have a child and stuff. So I was very honored. She's since gone, you know, like, you know, all over. Right. But uh, to have been there at that point with her and, and making that transformation with her was really powerful. So, oh, my God, story. <laughs> that is a wild story. So much I want to say about it because so, you know, for listeners, you are in New York or for many, many years, you lived in New York city, which is, you know, where Gabby Bernstein lives. It's where the Astro twins were living, um, during that time. So that totally makes sense. And for some reason, I thought you had maybe known Gabby because her husband was in finance, but not so much like, yeah, no, that that's actually, so he, we, I, we didn't know each other from JP Morgan Chase, but I worked at JP Morgan Chase. He worked at JP Morgan Chase. I never actually met him, but I saw his closet and I, he was an investment banker before he started working for Gabby. And I looked at his, I looked at his closet and she said, he's an investment banker. And I said, I know everything about him. <laughs> then I understood why he didn't want me to touch anything. He was very particular about his things and how everything was organized. And so it was really powerful to sort of how to use space and not move anything, but re, re if you want to say repurpose or rethink about how you are using space. So she was in a loft way up high with like, a low ceiling. And I said, if you want to blow your business sky high, you need to be downstairs, you know, with 20 foot ceilings, instead of being up here with, you know, you have to hunch over when you're walking around. And so even that, like we said, that's your, that's your little place where you do your meditation, you do your radio show, but when you want to do your work and your vlog, come downstairs and be, have it be big and expansive. I mean, it was really incredible. Oh, I love that. I actually, I also have a client right now who it's kind of a similar situation where we can't really change the decor or the design of the home. So we're really focusing on a lot of transcendental and invisible cures. So, you know, there's always so much to feng shui, but here's the thing. 
I am amazed at the fact that you were in the corporate world so successful for so long and you managed to also keep up with feng shui. I'm also a little bit like, wow, I don't want to say jealous, but I am so enamored by the fact that you actually got to work with professor Thomas Lignon because listeners, that is essentially when I started feng shui in 2012, that's when I started professor had since passed. So I Mm -hmm. learned at the feng shui school of Chicago from Lori Polly, who learned directly from professor as well. So the whole the whole point here is just like, that's so incredible that you were able to learn from the man who truly brought this form, the B2B school to the United States in the 1980s. So super cool. Um, did you take coursework in New York city? Yeah. So what, so there was a school he has, he has, they saw the monastery out in Berkeley and then they had a school here that was his school and it was run by a woman named Eileen Wise. And um, so we would have classes here actually near where I am now in Long Island. I mean, the whole, it's like so funny how things come full circle. I ended up moving to a place I never thought I was going to live, but it was, it's very near where I went to school. Um, and the planting fields, and it's this beautiful little schoolhouse, and we would meet, uh, it was nine, one weekend for nine months, and then we did, and, and so the professor would come for certain events, but then probably people like Laura, right, that there were people who were trained with him would also come and teach, and then we did these extra things, and we got to go be with him in Boston, and sort of when he was traveling, and we did feng shui events, and it, it, it was just amazing. I mean, really amazing to be in his presence, and also to just learn, learn from the master, and then I always felt like I was sitting at the feet of the people who actually learned from him orally, right? And then wrote the books. It's like, we're, we're the next generation, if you will, of that, where he did most of his work orally. I mean, he had handouts and stuff like that, but he did a lot of it orally. So it's really incredible. It is incredible. And that's essentially how I learned. And I kind of joke and I tell people that I have piles of notebooks from my coursework at the Feng Shui School of Chicago, because Truly, Lori, she did have some worksheets and things like that, but so much of what she teaches is just her talking from her notebooks. And so I'm jotting down the notes as well, handwritten. And so it's kind of old school, but I kind of like that about, about the whole thing. It's, it's just honoring that lineage and honoring that tradition. So anytime we can bring a professor or talk about him, I just think it's, mm-hmm. it really just does such, uh, I, I just think it's hard when you're like on Instagram or TikTok and you're giving like a one minute tip, it doesn't really give feng shui the justice because it's, there's so much depth to it. And I, I really kind of want to go into this concept of, I kind of, when I asked Kate to come on the show, I said, you know, I really think it's impressive how you worked in corporate America for so long and you were able to pivot your career there's so many light workers in disguise out there. And it's also hard sometimes to pivot or step into another, maybe perhaps spiritual career path. I kind of consider what I do as a function expert, like that's like a spiritual entrepreneurial path, but there's like so many people who are listening that I just feel like I want to hear from you. I want to hear how did you balance that corporate job and the feng shui? And what would you say to people who have like this 
deep calling within them to kind of expand into something new? Yeah, I, I love this question. I actually bring tears to my eyes because, you know, I may not have known it at the time, but, you know, to be able to look back and be able to share my experience, because when you, you know, you sent me the questions beforehand and I really thought about it and I thought, yeah, I used to say I worked at a bank and I was a spiritual person in a very non-spiritual place. And what I came to understand were, were was several things for me were was um, that um, First of all, I, I'm going to recommend this book. Somebody reminded me who I did work with. It's called Corporate Mystic. And when I was in, when I was uh, working for Chase, I met this guy and he just kind of saw me. I, I think that's what happens is people really do see you, even if you think nobody notices that you're this being, you're a light worker, whatever. And, you know, he was one of the first people to interview me at Chase. We became friends. We worked together. And I ran into him one day, like, and the book came out in 1996. And he handed me, he, he got me a copy of a book at one point, And he said, he said, this is who you are. He said, you're corporate mystic. I mean, he saw it way before I did. And I read the book and I really, rec I, I, I'm reminded because a client of mine that I recommended it to two years ago changed her life, right? Like she went from doing something, she was in the school system and she's still in the school system, but she's now feeling like she's doing her sole purpose. But the idea is that, that um, really successful business people are spiritual people. The, 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 the qualities that make them spiritual also make them good leaders. And so that, that was one of the important thing. It's called a guidebook for visionaries with their feet on the ground. So you can be visionary, you can be spiritual, you got your feet on the ground. Um, and if you're a light worker, honest, honest, I promise you, you find other light workers, we find each other. So they may look one way and you have this like connection and compatibility. And then you find out there's this whole other level that's going on that isn't necessarily coming out in your job, right? But as you get to know them. And that's been my experience. It's like, as I've gone along, I've met other light workers, so I didn't know it at the time, but then it made sense to me why we connected particularly in that environment. So I thought that that was really important, but I, I wanted to just pull out a couple of quotes from there because in, in Corporate Missing, they talk about heart and soul at work. Work can provide the opportunity for spiritual and personal as well as financial growth. So instead of just seeing it as work, 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 it's like we, be, we can be a fully developed, fully evolved person doing this work, right? Whether it's in the corporate environment or elsewhere. And that it, for me, it's like how to do soul satisfying work in a way that empowers, heals and profits. That's become my motto for my business. You know, I have gone from that corporate world. I made a choice at some point. I knew that this was my calling and my soul work. And I really believe like, I didn't want to leave this lifetime. Like, I'm going to telling myself, I'm, I'm going to be 67 in May, I did not want to leave this lifetime without doing what I feel is really my sole purpose. Not that I wasn't doing it along as I was doing the feng shui and being out in the corporate world, but really like in a very concentrated way. And it is scary, to be honest with you, and say, is this really what I should be doing? But it's a calling for me. It's a passion. And so I really believe that and that I heal and empower people in everything I do. And there's nothing more gratifying. So I, I encourage people to, 
know, really own it, be okay with like become friends with that part of us and that we can be in the world. You know, in fact, I believe being a spiritual person and being out in the world is truly spiritual, right? As opposed to, uh, you know, why I don't, yes, I go to a monastery to meditate or recharge, but it's out in the world where we actually make a difference. And I feel like what you and I do in terms of people's homes is making a difference. It's like, you know, starting with a person in their home. And, you know, I quote Yogananda Paramahansa, it's like peace within, peace without, peace everywhere. So we create peace in our space, in ourselves, in our home, and out into the world. And so, I, again, I get chills when I say that, but that's, that's the work we do. And not everybody's going to do it the way we do it, but it's, it's almost everybody who I work with who's in some kind of energy work or some kind of healing work, they're just doing different modalities, right? Like they're working in different modalities, but creating a difference in the world. And so that's my, that's sort of my experience from having come from that world. And I will say this coming back to Gabby Bernstein, because it's, I, I remember this quote she said to me, because I used to say I was a banker by day and a feng shui artist by night. And when I was working with her at the very end, she said to me, I, I, I almost felt apologetic to her that I was apologetic to her that I was a banker, but I was doing this work. And she said, don't ever apologize for the work you do. She goes, the world needs people like you that can work in banks and do this work. It was so profound. It just totally reframed how I felt about being a banker and a feng shui artist. And the truth of the matter is when I would go to events and I would tell people about that I did feng shui, they were actually much more interested in my feng shui than my business. <laughs> it's really funny. So, um, so I encourage people to really, you know, really um, own it, celebrate it, nurture it um, and see where, see where it takes you. But this book, Corporate Mystic might actually give some ideas, to be honest with you. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I really want to read it now because it sounds like you recommended it to someone who works in public education and I work in public education. So I feel like it might be really interesting to, you know, even for someone like me to read that. And, you know, I, I, I have, speaking of Gabby Bernstein, I pull her card deck all the time, you know, before I actually do an interview and things like that. Um, I took her spirit junkie masterclass, you know, I, she's one of my spiritual teachers. And so she does teach that a lot where that you can, that term light worker in disguise, like you can be a light worker and you don't have to talk about it. You can just be it. And she also says things like there are far more people in need of your gifts than there are people giving those gifts. And it's so important to remember that and to see you light up and you glow so much when you talk about feng shui, it's definitely what you're supposed to be doing, what you're meant to be doing. And it would just keep nagging at you if you didn't listen to it, you know? Yeah. So I would love, I would love to hear more about what it is you're doing now. I mean, you've, and, and by the way, I just want to say 
I think you were a boss of many people and you would have been the best boss. I would have loved to have a spiritual boss like you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I was the boss for a number of people. And uh, yeah, I even have an, a VA now who saw me speaking somewhere and contacted me. This is very interesting for people like, kind of like what you said, like just ask. She reached directly out to me and she said, I'd like to work for you. And she turned out to be the perfect person to work for me. I was looking oh for somebody. So yeah, so I was like, really? Okay, I'm a little flaky sometimes, but you know, but we, we, it's just fabulous. And thank you for that. So um, so what so what I'm working on is, um, we were talking a little bit about this before we got together. I mean, I've done a lot of things over the years. I've done a lot of, uh, I did, um, I think it's in my bio, but I, I did an online, the first online course of feng shui. Actually, the Integrative Institute of Nutrition went all online. It was in person. And they asked me to do their feng shui course, which um, I love doing. And um, I was speaking, I was being like expert training, um, doing some consultations, um, but I did a number. I, I taught a course in alternative medicine at the hospital for special surgery, which was really interesting. Like they had acupuncture, they had, this is alternative medicine, right? Acupuncture, yoga, feng shui, tai chi, things like that. And um, so I was doing, when I was working full-time, I was teaching and then I was doing uh, consultation. And what I realized, we we're talking before that, that um, what I'm doing that was sort of what I feel called to do having, when I worked in corporate, I worked in such big projects and I worked with lots of people and I realized I like those long-term projects. Like I like to kind of really get in and get my teeth in things. And that I kept feeling like I want to do bigger projects, like, you know, uh, businesses or big houses or, you know, long-term projects. Um, there was that part of me that I was doing these projects where I could come in and three or four hours, like be done. I thought I wanted some of those bigger projects. And, you know, part of that was realizing I do have a corporate background. I understand how corporate works and to think about going, bringing what I do to the corporate world, right? Like that's, that's a piece of it. So I was looking and I'm still looking. In fact, this is all really new, like, you know, hasn't fully um, taken off. But during the during COVID, I helped so many people who worked at home balance working at home with families, with kids, with school, with small spaces. And um, it was one of the most gratifying things I have ever done. And I had such an appreciation for people who are either working in an office, working at home or doing hybrid. And so that's become a little bit of my niche, if you will, because um, I feel like this is something I'm, I'm right now talking, I'm not gonna say what company, but it was recommended to me to, and I was also, I did technology for HR. So I know HR very well. And I was like, how to bring this to corporations. And I've talked to some number of people businesses like Chase, and they said, probably not with this great resignation going on, probably not corporations like where I work, but the, the uh, you know, Reddit or, you know, uh, the, the Twitter, you know, like the, so the younger companies where they're already giving these younger employees different kinds of benefits than they might in a big organization. So that's kind of right now, I'm knocking on some doors, I'm seeing where I've, I've, I've made some traction, but I feel like there's a real need for this out there. So I'm on your podcast, I am just putting it out into the universe. 
Oh, I love that. Let's put it out there because I also feel like we have this parallel life in a sense that, you know, my work in education and I swear to you, bringing back the Astro twins here. So Ophi read my astrology chart two years ago, and she did say that there's something going on where like, there's going to be a rehaul. Some Saturn is in a specific house and there's going to be a rehaul of not only corporations, but like you know, um, government owned places like schools or courts and different areas that just need revamping and why not infuse some positive energy and really good, good vibes in all of these spaces, right? Hospitals even. So I do feel that if we could get Ophi on this show too with us, she would totally back us up. I'm sure there's something in the stars that says that the world is ready for, for these shifts and these changes. I mean, when I think about my kids being at school, I want them to be in the most pleasant atmosphere possible, something that really nourishes their souls, their minds, their bodies, and just feels really good. And that's essentially what feng shui can do for you. So I'm really excited to hear that you are working on these projects and you're the perfect person because you have a lifetime of experience in this space. So it's happening. It's, it's out there and all of your information will be in the show notes, Kate. So who are the right person that listens at the right time is going to, is definitely going to hear this. And I'm so excited about it. Um, and if you want to continue, if there's anything else that you wanted to add about that, please do so. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. I do. Yeah, actually I do. So, so there, that was that. And I, I thought about it. I'm, I'm going to be very high level. You know, I can talk about the different products I do, you know, I do like a power hour, which I really love the idea of like, that's where I was like, come in and, you know, it's like power hour. Like I say, one room, one hour, like some times people just want like a focused, um, uh consultation and that and I love that because that's like fun for me it's like come in and just love it and that's relatively new and then I do the larger consultations I am doing more and more of that and I'm I meet people who are then I do their homes which is kind of with my idea then they have a business or they have like they're looking to grow a business in the career so I spend a lot of time with people in their career or like balancing their their life and their careers which I think you know makes sense coming where I come from and the thing that the thing that I really want to talk about is this idea which I haven't brought up before but um and I and I'm sure you know this I did a TED talk on women aging and visibility so one of my passions is you know being somebody who's I feel like I've done several lifetimes in a life and that I didn't stop like people stop at 50 or they say I'm too old to do this and here I am at 67 and sometimes I think I'm the craziest woman I've ever met but I don't know how else to do it like it just feels like you know, go until you use me up, whatever that is. And so my heroes are these women who've been out there and there's a lot more of them than there used to be. But, you know, I, I, I decided with, you know, I got some support, but I decided to do a TEDx talk on women aging and visibility. And the reason I say that is what's coming together with all of this is that my mission has become, uh, you know, and it's, um, I say through the work that, and I do do a lot of mentoring with women. I've worked with a lot of women. I've coached a lot of women. I help young women move out of the, you know, school into careers. I mean, I just, it's just what I do. I just love supporting women. And my, what I want to say is, um, so my mission is uh, 
through my the work I do with women and feng shui to help women step into their power and greatness and live a life of beauty, grace, dignity, and impact at any age. And so this is coming together and it makes sense for me considering who, who I am and how I've lived my life. And then I had a conversation recently, um, again with Ophi and we were, and I'm talking about writing a book. The whole point is I'm looking to write a book. And, um, and I've been working with these incredible women who are like us, you know, they've, they've, they've been in the corporate world or they're still in there, but they're looking to make these transitions either from totally leaving like I did, or they're just looking to sort of rebalance their life in a way that, that, that allows them to have the spiritual life and this work life. And there's a, a, a term, it's been around for a while, but we're just starting to hear it, they're called the perennials and they're the ageless. And so you could be any age as a perennial, but the idea is that we get to live our lives full out. And I feel like feng shui really allows us that, right? Like it's like balancing the energy, it's, it's enlivening the energy. And for me, my work has been, it's not like I said, I was gonna send, go out and do this, but the work I've done with people has been so transformational that like this woman who went from, you know, working in the schools and is, is finding her sole purpose. I'm working with women who that, even at my age, they're doing that. And, or, you know, trying to figure out what's next for them. They wanna work, but maybe they wanna have a little bit more retirement or, you know, their widows or, you know, as well as younger women making changes. Um, so I feel like my work has become about that sort of supporting people through whatever transition in life they're going through. And so my book, I wanna, I'm, again, I'm putting it out in the universe, I'm putting it out, but I've worked with such amazing women and their homes are like, incredible and I feel like the work we do is when we're done they're in alignment with their home their home's in alignment with them and there's this beautiful um, uh, synergy of who they are and they're balanced right so we're while we're balancing the home they're adjusting internally and there's this great realignment internally and externally which is why I call feng shui acupuncture the soul because we get to adjust the energy on the outside and people get adjusted on the inside and and I feel like they come home to themselves they come home to their true north and that they uh, they, I don't know, they go out and be who they really are, which is sort of where we started. It's like, how do you be a light worker in the world? And all these years coming to the point where being able to use feng shui to help people do that for me is why I do what I do. I mean, it's, it's the joy of the work I do. Oh, I love that. My, my teacher would always say that exterior movement creates interior shifts, which is exactly what you just described. Mm -hmm. And boy, do I believe it because I actually just did like, you know, I would like to think that my home is quite feng shui, but of course, as your life evolves, so too do your intentions. And so should your home evolve as well. And I did like an intensive 27 day Bagua map walk with my teacher and a group of other feng shui, you know, students. And I'm telling you, Kate, I am feeling major shifts on the inside. And sometimes it's not always comfortable, you know, like sometimes you can do a feng shui adjustment and then like all of a sudden a windfall of money comes into your lap. Like that does happen. Um, new jobs manifest. That's definitely happened in my lifetime. Like with all the feng shui I've done for my husband and moving his desk and different things like that, that has happened numerous times in my life. But I mean, 
I know that this wasn't really a planned topic, but like, what, do you, how do you coach your clients through that? Because it sounds like that's probably coming up a lot for, for all the women that you're working with and helping them with transitioning. Oh, I, what a, I love this question. I've gone to this because it is true, right? I would say through every breakthrough is a, you know, through every breakdown is a breakthrough and that, you know, it, it's like the, the quote, I'm really bad at quote, I'm a malaprop, but you know, the idea is you can't change with the same thinking. And I think at Einstein, there's something about you can't, in order to make you change, you can't change it with the same thinking. You have to change the thinking, which requires a real deep, for me, I've had psychic shifts, like really like to rearrange myself in order to allow me even to, in this past four years, what I had to do is say, oh, I want to go do this. Was it easy? No. Am I going to tell you it's easy? No, it's, it's, it's been challenging, but I always say never, if it's really what you want, never give up, right? Like never, like it, it may, may take longer than you think it may be harder, but so I, I, I feel like because I have that experience when I'm working with them and I can see it, I, I hold space for people. And so when they're in that period, I allow them to be in that period and also trust that they will find what's on the other side. And so I support them. Um, sometimes it's just, sometimes it's letting them be in it or offering something that would help them uh, kind of move along. But, but a lot of times it's, uh, reflecting back when they think it's not working, what's changed, right? Like what's really happening, what's really manifesting. Cause sometimes it's what they want, but they can't see it because it looks different than what they want. Right. So, so I get, you know, I feel like I'm the channel, I'm the mirror and I get to hold that space and mirror for them. And part of it is because I know, I know that this was necessary. I don't know, ever know what it's going to look like, but this was necessary for them to get to where they want to go. So there are breakdowns and I, you know, I called a client uh, two weeks ago, we had a session and she was crying and I said, do you want privacy or, you know, would you rather like reschedule? She goes, I need for you to be here while I do this. Aww. So the whole session was just letting her fall apart and then just kind of, you know, bringing her back up and sort of seeing what's going on in her inner is reflected in her outer and, and, you know, what you were saying before. And she was so grateful to just ha have that space held for her. So, um, so, you know, part of the work we do is, uh, is to be prepared that it, it's like, you know, manifestations sometimes have to go through different gates, if you will, or different portals. And some of them are really hard. And I will say that for me. And yet I know that I always remember that the gold is on the other side, right? Like if I can just stay with it. And I think mm -hmm. if anything in my lifetime, that's what I've learned that to be willing to walk through something that's hard because I really want it. And you get to the other side is so satisfying mm -hmm. for me. So that's why I say never give up. If it's really something you want, some things you have to say, it wasn't right to begin with, right? But some of these bigger things, you know, some things have taken longer for me than others. And now, um, oh, I love, I, I love it. Well, I, what I love about it too, is you kind of, you mentioned that it, you're, you're going to keep getting the same results if you keep doing the same thing. So you have to do something different in order to get a different result, which seems, you know, painfully logical, but at the same time, we resist it so much. Right. And that's what I love about feng shui is that like, you can literally change your environment. And sometimes it's hard instead of stew, instead of stewing over it in your own mind, I think mindset shifts 
aren't always that easy, but I think once you change your environment and the psychological, there's a psychological component to that with feng shui, where like you change your environment and that's when it will prompt those internal shifts and setting your intention. I think that's kind of where that comes into, like that becomes so powerful and so helpful. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, two feng shui practitioners here talking, like we just, of course, believe in this stuff because it's just, profoundly impacted our lives. And it's just truly, I call it magical because it is in that aspect, but I really appreciate the way that you were able to just articulate the process of shedding layers, if you will, and really kind of stepping into these manifestations. It's not always comfortable, but on the other side, I'm going to remember that there's a pot of gold on the other side. I think that's important. So, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about, like, please feel free to step in. But one thing that we haven't told listeners yet is that we have something major in common is we've both partnered with the Astro twins. You partnered with them first to create the home reset. And then I was so honored when Ophi asked me to partner with her to design a course called feng shui for families, where we not only talk about how to, um, foster harmonious dynamics in the home among family members, but also I have a segment on feng shui for teachers in the classroom, which is pretty cool too. But let's talk a little bit about how you know the Astro Twins, Astrologers of L Magazine, and many more things, of course. And I also have a podcast episode with them. If you haven't listened to it yet, you can definitely check that out and get your 2022 horoscope for the year. Um, But yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about that partnership and also, you know, how everything came about with, with the partnership in feng shui as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So as I said earlier, I I met them, you know, I want to say back 2005, 2006, um, really like a while. And we were always interested in, you know, we, we were friends or, you know, we're sort of friendly, you know, we, we didn't always do things together, but, you know, we would see each other and, um, and we're like, we should do that thing with the feng shui. We should do that thing with the astrology. I mean, we both at that point knew it. And, um, somewhere along in there, I remember like talking with Ophi when she was doing uh, readings, right? I remember coming to her house and uh, doing a reading with her actually in person. And uh, she's amazing readings. I mean, she's always been amazing readings and uh, done amazing readings. And she, at that time she asked, you know, if you want, if you want to barter, like, you know, do, do a little, could you function in my office? And, um, you know, like actually the apartment she was in and uh, we did the reading. And so we did that. And so I had the opportunity to feng shui her, um, her stew. It was like a one bedroom and she still has it. It's had many permutations since then, but, um, and, that was that, that would, had to have been 2012 because what happened was that literally there was something she had, they, they had sort of an odd stairway about how it's an apartment in New York City and you know how the the stairs came in and then they were in a lower level they were at the ground level but it but it was almost like how is the energy going to find them because the stairway was kind of like a maze right and so we created this. Um, system so even in the hallway it, you know it's like could guide people there it was really because I said if I can't find your apartment the energy can't find your apartment I always say that like you know when we're working with people it's like I always say the first thing I find out when I get at someone's home is can you find the house can you find the doorbell can do you know like which door to go in and so we we did this beautiful 
sort of, um, you know, she created numbers to kind of guide people down there. And she wrote me the next day and she goes, Kate, a check for $10,000 came in. <laughs> She was like, wow. I believe, I believe, I believe. And she, she'll say it because I, we, we worked together in a number of things. She said, every time Kate shows up, money comes in the door. I said, well, I wish it happened over, that way me all the time. <laughs> so, so we did that together. And, um, and then, so somewhere along there, we, we kept, you know, it really for a while, like we should really work together. We should really, that we felt like there was something there. And, um, we, and I know one of her sisters too, where I'd done some feng shui things with her. I'd done some training things with her, not her, her twin sister. She, she has another sister and um, Leora. And um, so we, we sort of stayed in touch. And then I don't know whether it was almost like the way Ophi and I work, it's almost like we're on the same wavelength. And one of us may be the one that reaches out, but we were like, I was just gonna call you. I mean, that's kind of how we work together. And we said, we really want, we've been wanting to do something. And uh, I wanna say 2020, she was, I don't know if she was away and I, I just called her up. Oh, I said, I said, I have an idea. She goes, I have an idea. And that out of that idea came Home Reset, right? I, it was like one of these, uh, we get together, we collaborate. She's water, I'm wood. Like, you know, water, it's really good for wood. Like she really fuels me. Like it's very creative. She's very fluid. I'm very systems oriented, but we really worked well together. And she also at that time had an assistant who was metal. And so there was this great, like metal feeds water, water feeds wood. And it was like this great partnership that we just said, okay, let's start. And we did this course together. And, and I'd always wanted to make feng shui accessible. I always wanted to do something like this. I wanted to be able to say that, you know, you, there are things that you can do on your own. There always be things that, you know, as consultants, as you know, like that, we bring that other stuff, but there's no reason why people can't be using feng shui in their lives and doing some of these really fundamental things. And so we, we created a course that I feel makes it very accessible and sort of keyed in on what we thought were, you know, what I would say the, the three pillars is the doorway, the kitchen and the bedroom. And then we added the workspace and, and some other products, but that was really, we had been toying around with it, but then we just went for it in 2020 and it was great. And then out of it, home reset. Oh, I love that because I was going to ask you if that idea came before the pandemic, it might've been like on the cusp of it right before, because I do remember that's when I had signed up for Marie Forleo's B school with the Astro twins. They were my guides. They, they call it, they have an astropreneur program where they help you as an entrepreneur, look at your chart and determine sort of what your leadership style is as an entrepreneur based on the stars and based on your planets and all those fun things. Right. And it's just funny how, you know, our lives sort of were in this, you know, parallel universe. And I just started working with Ophi and so had you. And then of course she read my chart and found out I was a feng shui practitioner who was going on HGTV. And she thought, well, this could work out. And I ended up actually really, um, I'm an affiliate with the Astro twins, but then, you know, prior to being a partner with them on, on that project. So it's just pretty cool. I watched the entire home reset personally, and I even learned, you know, things from, from the course, because 
we talked about this, Kate, before the recording, there's just so much to feng shui. So um, that's what I kind of love about it. And something that's new uh, with the home reset is I don't think this was available before, but now it is where you can actually get the course a la carte. So if you just want to look up feng shui for your office or your home office, you can do that, or you could just feng shui your bedroom. And I will put a code in the show notes for 30% off any of the feng shui courses since we're talking about it. So super cool. I love the story and I just love the friendship that you, you New Yorkers have. me being out here in the Midwest, it's always kind of fun to hear about all the the connections out there. Um, But yeah, before we go, let's give listeners something to think about, maybe something that they could try in their home. We'll give them a taste of the home reset. You kind of had mentioned that it's just facts. People are working from home more often now. And even if you do go into an office, it's I was lucky enough. I got to write like a little newsletter for my school district on how to feng shui your desk. And it's kind of cool to like walk by people's desks and I see like a bamboo plant in the upper left-hand corner of someone's desk for their wealth area. And it's like, it's cool to see people apply it in the, you know, school corporate settings or wherever you are. So let's uh, bring in some abundance, shall we? And see what we can do for, for listeners today. Absolutely. Yeah, no, well, I was, we, we were talking before, since we're talking a lot about the, the, the workplace, right? Like, and sort of really thinking about sort of our sort of life in terms of what we want to be doing and careers and, you know, different things that we're doing. And, and I, I was thinking about um, sort of to your point, um, just wanted to give a couple of tips for the workplace. And then, then I have a, I have a freebie, but, you know, I think that, um, that I was thinking about this and like you said, and I'm going to reiterate it. Cause I think it's, a, if we say nothing else, we say in feng shui intention is everything, right? Intention doesn't matter what you do. Intention is everything. So this whole idea about when we have tips for the workspace, I always start with intentions of everything because even when I was working in corporate, I had a way of coming in in the morning, getting really clear on what my intention was for the day. I would write it down and I would actually put it on my desk. So like, you know, it's like clear your mind, right? It's like clutter, clear your mind, get really focused on what it is you're going to be working on. And so I always use intentions for everything, right? And this is one of the one of the ways. And then I'm sure you, you talk about this, the importance of your chair and desk are really, really important and having that proper chair, uh, proper desk, t- proper support, right? The, we talk about the commanding position. So you're in a place where you, you have a chair that supports your back, right? So that's really important, but also how you're placing your, you know, the ideal way is to have a, a wall behind you. So when you're sitting on your chair and your desk, you're you're in a position where you're facing where the doorway is, but you're not in right front of the door. And this is so important. And, and really we talk about it in terms of the workspace, but it's true, you know, I've spent a lot of time with people um, during COVID who don't have a desk, but they're working at home. We still use the same principles, have a good chair, sit somewhere. If you're not at a desk, you're a couch person, you still wanna be positioning yourself in the, what we call the power position so that you're, you're, you have your back to wall and you can face the door and see people coming in because that's about protection too. So um, 
And then the final thing that I always say, which we were talking earlier about too, is clutter. Clutter is so important to just clear your desk. You know, I have this, I have this little method I use, like, cause I'm working at home now where, and I, in corporate, I had to clear my desk. I had to clear my desk every night and then kind of bring out what I needed. But I learned that we only need out what we really need. And we don't need all these reminders on top of our desk. And that clarity makes a difference in terms of just how you feel, empowerment, productivity, creativity and really prosperity. So, you know, just a few tips, but I am going to, um, I do have um, what I offer is 10 free tips. Uh, and it's a, um, it's a, you know, one sheet, 10 free tips on, uh, on wealth and prosperity. And um, that's something that I'd like to offer to your, um, your audience. And, oh, great. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. even know if I've downloaded that yet. So you'll go to Kate McKinnon's website, which I'll put in the show notes and you can get her 10 free tips for prosperity and abundance. Um, I'm guessing maybe you could even go find her on Instagram as well. It's Kate with a K yeah. and you can probably get the the freebie that way as well, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kate dash McKinnon and I, and I have, um, dot com it's at forward slash wealth tips. So yeah. All right. Well, you know, maybe you'll get a $10,000 check the next day too. You never know. <laughs> I absolutely love this. I enjoyed our time together so much. Um, it definitely went by way too fast and, um, I could definitely keep talking to you even more so, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to just say it because I had the pleasure of, um, going to one of your presentations on the office and what to do if you're working from home. And one thing that you mentioned about clutter that I thought was really profound that I just hadn't thought about was, didn't you mention like, if you're working from home and you step away for dinner and you might come back, like you just kind of recommended like always shutting everything down completely. Could you talk a yeah. little bit about that? I just feel like yeah, that was like yeah. an aha moment for me that really right. makes sense. Well, I didn't, it, it, actually, I didn't finish that thought, like clearing your desk, bringing stuff out. And then at the end of the day, really, it's like closing shop, right? Like just energetically saying day is done. I'm now clearing my desk, putting things away, putting everything away, closing down and going down for dinner. And it just, it just freed my mind. Like when I'm going to tell you, sometimes I don't do it. I mean, I always say everything I do, I also don't do. So I, I, I'm like everybody else, like as much as I know. And they'll be like, wait a minute, I didn't close everything down. Go upstairs, close everything down because otherwise it's still sort of open in my head. So I have this way where I take my hands like a, a prayer in front of me and it's like you open for the day, right? I bring my hands down and then I close for the day and it's like a prayer. It's like open for the day and close for the day, you know, with my hands. I don't know oh, whether that's that, beautiful. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get like a chime. I'm going to put them, <laughs> do my chime at the end of the day. All right, we're done closing out. But I just think that that's a really great thing to do because we just tend to live in a culture where the boundaries get a little bit fuzzy. And I think it's important for everyone, all of our listeners, you and I to have boundaries between, you know, our workspace and and our home life as well. And I just hope, I wish balance for everybody who's listening today. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again, Kate, for coming on. 
It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's, as you said, we could go on and on, but thank you so much. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here and be with all of you. Well, I appreciate it. And everyone else, I will see you next week when I help you design the life you deserve. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.